0: Hello, I'm Stuart Childs and you're welcome to the Dairy Age, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. As we reach the end of the milking year on many farms, I spoke with Lorna Toomey, PhD student under the supervision of David Leeson, about general milk quality, chlorine-free wash routines and general practices to drive milk quality on farms. I started by asking Lorna to tell me a little bit about the Milk Quality Conference that will take place in January now,
1: I suppose, firstly, I suppose, the, from a milk quality perspective, the correct implementation of chlorine-free uh, cleaning protocols to provide consistent production of milk with low TBC and low majority counts is, is something of great pertinence to the industry and also chlorate residues, TCM residues, the reason why chlorine was removed in the first place will also be addressed at the conference.
0: Okay, so just uh, you mentioned there the chlorine-free protocols, I suppose that's really where the rubber hits the road in terms of uh, how it impacts at farmer level, we'll say the conference itself is probably aimed more towards processor and industry. Um, so th- in terms of the chlorine-free protocols, um, how well have they been going for both the processors and the farmers? You'll be presenting some data on those.
1: Mixed results released from farmers are implementing chlorine-free protocols with exceptional success others aren't and really um i suppose myself and david leeson spent uh, most of the summer in the autumn period visiting farms we visited over 100 farms throughout the country as part of a, a study looking at um the farm management factors affecting chlorine free cleaning and david will be going through this at the conference but really in a nutshell what separated the people that were achieving fantastic success from those that were unsuccessful was doing the basics right
0: The advantage of chlorine was it was covering a lot of uh, anomalies, I suppose, in wash routines. And I suppose when we think of late lactation, where we were nearly at the end of the lactation now at this stage, um, high fat, high protein, does that pose a greater challenge for cleaning and especially in the chlorine-free environment then?
1: Look, it does. It makes things uh, difficult to clean and does it pose a greater challenge. I think that if you have uh, an effective routine in place, it'll have the same efficacy whether it is the 12th of july or the 12th of december really and i suppose in late lactation what you're looking at is as i said the same protocol that you should have going all year and um, there's four t's of a wash protocol really time temperature turbulence and titration titration being the concentration of detergent washer machine for eight to ten minutes um, and circulate and um, hot washes especially at no less than 45 degrees celsius and um, the start of your hot wash should be 75 to 80 degrees Celsius for, for that maximum effect. But that's what you want, especially with when chlorine was removed. There was a lot of compensation made because chlorine was a fantastic cleaner and disinfectant. And, and that fantastic tool has been removed now and we need to compensate with other areas. So increased temperature. And that's why temperature is way more important. Turbulence, bit of physical action, very, very important in, in big bore plants you know that your that your air slug is number one in place and that that it is working and you're getting about 15 slugs per wash cycle those being the big blasts of air that are pushed in through the machine during the wash cycle to make sure the entire surface of the milk line is cleaned and cleaned correctly make sure that your liners are in good condition because that's what provides the turbulence to clean the actual liner area and that your air bleeds are free because that's what provides the turbulence for the, for the claw and the, the long milk tubes and that the overall thing is physically and um, working well in terms of washing the milky machine. And of course, finally, concentration is detergent that you're using enough detergent and enough acid to wash the milky machine. Um, and this is going to be based on the amount of water that you have in the troughs for, for the wash, hot and cold, and that you use what's recommended on the drum. And most costly detergents are recommending a usage rate of between 0.5 and 0.7% for liquids. So say if you had 100 liters of water for, for your for your wash, for your wash after milking you're looking here at putting between 500 and 700 mils of of detergent into that 100 liters of water depending on the product now when you're using cold water you need to use more because you're compensating for the fact that you, you have a lower temperature you're looking at maybe this time of year it's a very cold day you could be looking at less than 10 degrees in the water versus an 80 degree hot wash so you need to compensate with more detergent and usually it's a one percent working rate for uh, cold detergent so you're in that 100 liters of water now you're you're using 1 liter of detergent and on our farm visits um when we were looking at them over the summer there was a, a this was a huge discrepancy farmers are using the same amount of detergent for hot and cold washing and then you're not getting as effective a cold wash and a big issue here i suppose really was some people weren't using enough detergent for the hot wash so not to mind the cold wash so that's an issue and sure acid washes then you'll be looking for two to three of these in the week at a 1% working rate usually for the majority of products and that would be one 1 liter for example in 100 liters of water and adjust accordingly for whatever um size truck you have Again, late lactation, same as any other time of the year for an awful lot of things, is to recalibrate the auto washers if if they're not working correctly. Make sure you're using enough detergent. Make sure everything else is working correctly in the auto washer. And maybe dumping the first few gallons of, of hot solution, particularly from the wash, would be of great advantage because you're expelling that cold rinse water that's remaining in the line and you're trying to keep up the temperature of the hot wash solution and really there's one other aspect that can be used, especially in the late lactation, to tackle those high fats and proteins that just spoke about, and that would be using a warm rinse where possible. So a warm rinse, about 37 degrees, will aid in the removal of fat, but it's not hot enough to, to damage the protein. So you don't want a really, really hot 80 degree water going in your first rinse because that's liable to, to bake on the protein but it would remove the fat. So if you go on with something about 37 degrees Celsius in terms of water, you'll remove the fat and you'll also aid, you know, in not baking on the protein. And then you'll have a warm line after milking. The temperature won't have dropped that you leave your hot solution into, and that'll keep the temperature of the hot solution up and overall improve a better clean. Make sure your rubbers are in good condition. If you're using a plate cooler, you'd want to have your, your milk filter in situ for the wash um. This will catch any debris that's removed in the wash and that'll prevent it going into the plate cooler. And this is a big thing for thermojurics. It protects the plate cooler. It stops getting dirty and it stops the plate cooler becoming an area of sort of a bacterial reserve, essentially. Make sure your rubberware is in good condition. And um, if you have a dump line in place, make sure it's washed at, at each milking because you, if these areas, unused dump lines, unused automatic cluster flush lines are left dormant for a time, they can become, um, Hives of bacterial growth and these can then result in high levels of TBC and high levels of thermogenesis if they're left get too dirty. Just overall, do your job right, greater than, greater than or equal to seven hot washes in the week, two to three acids, rubberware in good condition. Keep the job nice and clean, keep the area in clean, keep the environment clean for the cows, and um, clean cubicle house at this time of year you're, you're making indoors, most likely, and um, clean passageways, clean collecting yards. And look, we are milking indoors. Conditions are going to be more dirty than they would be in good weather, particularly outside. And um, cleaning cows, teat preparation, is vital because you should only put clusters on clean, dry teats. And um, particular relevant for thermoduric bacteria. A lot of the feeds that will be fed at this time of year, such as silage and 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 other feeds, uh, sawdust, for example, if you're using sawdust for bedding, these are hive wood caromidroid bacteria that will get on the teats and if you don't remove these before you milk your cows you're letting them get into the milk one thing i must say if you prepare your cows if you wet cows teats you have to dry them there's no point in wetting cows unless you're going to dry them because if you wet a cow's teeth whether it be with water or pre-milking teeth disinfectant and you do not dry it you've loosened the dirt you've loosened the bacteria and you've actually giving them great chance of getting into the milk So, so do the job right and clean the cows and keep them nice and dry and really there are all the steps that you, that you can take really to produce good quality milk at this time of the year or any time of the year really.
0: Okay so I suppose uh, you've covered a lot in relation to the plant itself there now Lorna but is there anything people should bear in mind in relation to the bulk tank we'll say for the storage of the milk is that a risk factor?
1: Oh it's it's, it's vitally important that that's kept clean as well regular acid washing of that a typical bulk tank wash routine would be to have an acid wash every um two to three to four collections. Make sure it's calibrated if it's one that um, sucks up the detergents and the acids directly from the drum. Your service technician can help you with this. Make sure it's using the correct amount of detergent. bulk tanks are harder to get a handle on in terms of usage rates and what they should be using than um, a milky machine. But you'd say one to 2% of the overall tank's volume is what it will use in a wash solution. So you should probably base um, your usage rates on this. Just make sure... Again, we did our farm study. One thing that I observed myself was when you ask farmers the questions of how they deal with the tank washing, a lot of tanks with automatic washers, they're turned on to wash, they they wash, and then you go to the next milking, you you change over the, the... the lever at the bottom of the tank turn on the cooler and milk away or whatever the case may be very little uh looking into the tank actual observation is done and it's it's observing how clean the actual tank is inside would be a great benefit too because you'll cop if something isn't washing right if there's parts of the tank not being cleaned this is how problems start and if you can get ahead of those problems it, it would be great
0: okay so i suppose um majority you've mentioned there about the the um, cluster flush lines and the dump lines maybe not being used and so forth and the, the risk that they pose so from being idle for periods of time so we're obviously coming to a period now a lot of people are finishing up in the last few days or will be finished up in the next few days for christmas so they're going to be doing the final wash of the plant and the bulk tank have you any suggestions for what they might be able to do um in terms of that final wash that's going to be important to kind of getting off to a good start for the the coming year or we'll say is it all going to be done later on when they're starting to milk again for the spring
1: so i suppose the last milking um and last collection of 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 the year i'd be saying double wash um and even if you do this one day after the other where you had a restricted level of hot water you may do that so Hot acid wash the day you finish, and then the day after a hot caustic wash, just to give the plant a good clean, and the same with the with the bulk tank. And another thing, over the dry period, look, this is your opportunity to to rectify any problems you had in twenty twenty two. So I'd say have your milky machine and your bulk tank serviced. and um, make sure that your service person or yourself, if you're competent in it, washes out the airline. The vacuum line must be clean because just like the dump line and just like the cluster flush line, this is also an area that bacteria can get into and they can get into the rest of the machine if it isn't kept clean. Look, the the airline can get dirty if you've flooded the machine, for example, with milk or something like that. It it happens, it happens to a lot a lot of places. And look, it, it's it's inevitable, and it's just to keep the air airline clean is one thing that i would say um, when you're servicing make sure that the wash the wash components are working right your automatic washer if it's in place on the milky machine your air slugs your overall vacuum level that the whole thing is working harmoniously um, recalibrate the automatic washer if possible and um, get your service technician to do this and um, it, it's your time to do this and set yourself up right for 2023 in terms of Calibrating things, replace liners if they need to be replaced. If if their if their time is up to be replaced, any broken tubes, air tubes, milk tubes, they need to be addressed. They need to be fixed up. um If you have a your hot water system, if it's not working correctly, now is your time to try and get it working correctly to increase the temperature or whatever. Get it serviced, looked at by by an expert person. Whatever whatever sort of system you you have in place. One thing I'd say about the milky machine too is have enough spare parts in in stock for when you get back milking because look, come the last few days of January on spring calving farms, first few days of February, there'll be a lot of cows calving heifers calving, things get broken tubes get cut, claw get broken things like that and you want to have these in place for, for to be replaced immediately then having a broken part or a broken tube hanging around the place that dirt can get into because your priority is going to be getting your cows calved your calves sorted out and getting your milk back in the tank, you're not going to be prioritizing the machine really so you need to have things working harmoniously um, the bulk tanked in again make sure the cooling system and the washing system is working okay get it serviced if you're in a position to get it serviced and um, and that it's calibrated correctly for detergent and that it's clean um, when you go back milking so you could double wash again with hot water before you go back milking both the machine and the bulk tank and one more thing here that, that that that's a good piece of advice is to contact the co-op to let them know when you intend to put milk back in the tank and when you want it to be collected. Keep lines of communication open with them, essentially to prevent long storage time of that forced collection of milk because prolonged periods of storage will increase the bacterial counts.
0: So no matter what you do there, basically, if you're going to go over the three or four days before there's milk collected, you're going to struggle to keep down the TBC in particular, I suppose, termojora. Because obviously, as you said, there's going to be a factor of the, the organization and preparation on the farm itself, in a lot of cases, really is it.
1: Oh, look, look, it, an awful lot of it is down is down to management and the, doing the basics right. As I said, will contribute an awful lot towards getting good bacterial counts and put TBCs and thermidurics. Attention to detail, and I know farms are busy places and all that, but this is an area that that requires attention, and even more so in chlorine-free chemicals, Chlorine the chlorine's not there to mask problems anymore, and attention to detail is is necessary. We can have all the, you know, everything else in the farm is, is paid attention to well-bred cows, good grass management, all that. And it's vitally important that that the milk quality, the bacterial counts complement those as being very good as well.
0: And is that an important point, uh, Lorna, that the chlorine was actually masking rather than actually, it, it wasn't necessarily cleaning any better, but it was kind of covering it up a bit better. So And that's why the weaknesses and routines have possibly been found out by chlorine-free.
1: Chlorine was an awful lot more versatile in that you could, use chlorine not exactly as i said on the tin and get satisfactory results you could recycle chlorine more often you could you could you had more options with it to be a little bit more lax in terms of attention to detail while still getting very good um, results because of its efficacy as being such a good cleaner and disinfectant and now we don't have that opportunity anymore and we've got to make up for it by using enough detergent and using enough acid washes and, and using enough uh, hot water, and um, does like Corian was a fantastic it was it was a fantastic product, um, but what is replacing it in itself is not as versatile as it was, and that's why we need to take these extra steps.
0: Okay, so you mentioned there just uh to, just to pick up on it, I suppose the sawdust and so forth and bedding material in general can be a source of um. Thermajoric bacteria is that something that people need to be more conscious of maybe and would there be i know david did work years ago in relation to lime and so forth would there be a preference in terms of what people would use for bedding cubicles
1: look i don't think there's a preference but what i'd say there is you can manage your cows in whatever way you want lime or salads or a mix of both or whatever whatever you're choosing on your own farm but it's what i'd say there is if you're using something like that you need to take the steps to minimize the thermoduric bacteria from the environment. Look, thermodurics are everywhere. Thermodurics are in soil, thermodurics are in dust. And um, they can also be a problem with, say, in the height of the summer when things are very dusty and they're, they're very, uh, weather is very warm. Look, they're 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 ever present and they're unavoidable. So what I would do there is I wouldn't turn around and say, don't you sawdust. I would turn around and say, you need to prepare your cows. You need to clip their tails. You need to keep any excess hair away. You need to, to clean them, clean dry teats. You need to minimize that thermoduric bacteria getting into the bulk tank.
0: Okay, very good. so I suppose just the last piece um then just in terms of the milk quality, so your kind of key advice there seems to be that people need to get to establish a very good routine around how they're washing so how would the role of an s o p so a standard operating procedure be um in in terms of actually making sure that the machine is is done right you said from your visits to the farms there over the summer yourself and Dave had established that basically the people doing the basics right are getting it getting it right um. Just to outline those basics one last time, I suppose, in, in relation to the machine washing piece.
1: The machine washing piece will be, um, as you said yourself, a, a routine, get a routine and approved protocol. There's there's a number of chagas approved protocols and, and really the majority of products are going to buy anywhere to wash a milky machine is going to have its own protocol. And it's about doing that protocol um, consistently. You need to wash your milking machine the actual wash cycle with the detergent uh, be it hot or cold for eight to ten minutes there's no need to wash a milking machine for any more than 10 minutes you need to if you have a hot wash and um, don't circulate any hot wash solution that's less than 45 degrees in temperature you need to keep the temperature up for the, to maximize cleaning effect hot washes when you're starting they need to be 75 to 80 degrees this isn't 75 to 80 degrees in the boiler or 75 to 80 degrees in a truck of hot water, 20 minutes before the wash That's when you're milking the last two rows of cows. This is 75 degrees to 80 degrees and um, just before it goes into the machine to wash it. That, that's a, that's a big thing. So if you are measuring it, you need to get a thermometer and you need to measure it in the trough. You need to use enough detergent. You need to use enough detergent based on the product that you're using and the amount of water that you have in the trough. You measure the trough linked by width by by height, you you if you have a taper trough, you have to get the average width. You divide it by a thousand. The answer that you get that'll convert it to liters. Then you need to use the appropriate amount of detergent for the trough that you have. And if your trough is too small for the amount of the, for the amount of units that you have, you would be targeting nine liters per unit uh, for for volume for washing and fourteen liters per unit volume for rinsing. If your trough is too small, you're going to have to do something about that, either get a bigger one or ideally get a bigger one. you come across farmers and they're leaving taps running and all that. That's not a long-term solution because if you're leaving a tap running, we'll say for a hot wash solution, a cold wash solution, you're more than likely diluting the um concentration of the detergent in the trough and you're also probably losing temperature because the water isn't going to be the same temperature all the time, in the heater especially. And um, that's especially pertinent in electric heaters where the as the hot water exits cold water usually comes in the bottom and the temperature will drop over time so turbulence is the last thing you need to have correct amount of physical action and look this is very 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 important in bigger plants because bigger plants have greater surface area you need a turbulence to get the entire surface of the milk pipe essentially that that stainless steel milk bore bore in the middle of the machine the middle of the plant to wash correctly because you won't have enough volume of detergent to hit all those areas where in a smaller plant flood washes essentially you will have enough if you have the correct volume of detergent to solution to wash the machine so it's it's the four basics the amount of time the amount of turbulence the temperature of the hot water and the concentration of the detergent that you're using and if you get these correct and if you implement them every day and um, you, you're on a, on a good road to um, to producing good quality milk and also look maintain the machine in good in good nick um keep a filter sock in if you've got a plate cooler if you don't plan in situ you need to keep it clean you need to keep your cows clean as well it's 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 not just the washing of the milky machine the washing of the bulk tank that contributes towards us tbc's and thermodynamics it's 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 a bigger picture thing about cow cleanliness and environmental cleanliness cooling of the milk and um then you've also got to take, it's a very big part of cleaning the milky machine but it's it's not the only thing
0: so like it's a lot of the things that in in advance of the washing that's feeding into it and if you get them wrong and the wash goes wrong as well um you're depending too much on, on the wash to kind of correct some of your own misgivings potentially so people need to examine it from top to bottom we'll say what they're doing and if there are any issues that they're trying to deal with and i think you've given some great advice there in relation to what people can do immediately after they finish up and kind of in advance of starting next spring as well to try to get off to a good start in relation to the milk quality. So thanks Lorna for coming on and again thanks for the the good advice. Thank you sure. That's all for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to Lorna Toomey for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify and for more information go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Stuart Childs, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.